When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Undead Walking Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and it is Monday, October 5th, and that means that we have survived the long weekend and um if you watched the walking dead season 10 finale and world beyond premiere on thursday um hopefully you enjoyed it and then if you waited until sunday hopefully it wasn't spoiled for you but it was a massive weekend for walking dead fans um it feels like there's a ton of stuff uh between the twitch channel and amc and social media and youtube there was just so much stuff going on this weekend um so it's it's a little bit too much to unpack in one podcast, so we're going to probably divide things up this week um, and focus uh, this podcast is, is the focus of this podcast is going to be on some interviews that I did with members of the Walking Dead cast, specifically Seth Gilliam and Paola Lazaro, which I had so much fun talking with Paola again because we actually talked right before the pandemic became really serious and we were both kind of talking about how crazy it was and then it got crazier, so it was really nice to talk with her again. Um, but we will jump in. I, I do want to jump in and talk a little bit about uh, the season 10 finale and uh, the World Beyond premiere um, just a little bit. And uh thought we'd start with The Walking Dead, um, since we are talking with, uh, with two of the stars in this podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had said in my review that the season 10 finale for me felt really complete um, as as finales go sometimes they leave a little bit too much out and um you know there was definitely a cliffhanger at the end of the episode with the arrival of this the uh the soldiers from the commonwealth um which a lot of fans were expecting to happen but you know on the whole i really feel like a lot of the loose ends were tied up um you know people that we weren't sure about you know in terms of their fate we saw Alden and Aaron come back and they were with with Maggie and and the masked figure um the ninja as Angela King referred to him as and um you know so there was there was that was that was tied up uh, we finally figured out who would be the ones to um to kill Beta and it was an interesting scene I know it's going to be one of those walking dead controversies for years to come that uh that it was Daryl and Negan working together to kill Beta but um honestly that line that that Negan delivers at the end when he's like holy shit did you see who that guy was like that was that was like so perfect to have that in there just the fact that he was you know that 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 somebody finally recognized him after all this time um so I thought that was kind of, you know, it was, yeah, it would have been cool to have Carol do it, but Carol had some big moments, um, in the episode and I thought her work with, uh, Cassidy McClincy, um, is Lydia. Uh, I, I, I honestly like that, that duo together, I think is, is the new duo to watch. Um, I know a lot of fans loved watching Judith and Michonne working together and, you know, obviously Denai Guerrera and Kaylee Fleming are wonderful together I kind of think that that Melissa McBride and Cassidy Cassidy McClincy are going to be the new duo to watch um you know and and who knows how that's going to tie into the Carol and Daryl spinoff you know we 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 don't know which characters are going to continue on with them and it might be kind of neat to have Cassidy McClincy 
with Melissa McBride and Norman Reedus. I mean, that, that might be kind of fun to see, to see them interact and see them, um, you know, continue this journey because they are interesting together. And, um, you know, and we also know that Lydia has a, uh, a friendship with Negan and he kind of leans, uh, he's somebody that she can lean on for support because he understands what it's like to be an outsider. And that's something that, um, I think Lydia sees in Carol as well. So, you know, there was all in all, it really felt like it was, um, it was the kind of episode, you know, it made you jump, it made you uh, sit on the edge of your seat, it made you laugh. I mean, you know, choosing burning down the house for uh, to, to lead the walkers away, like that was that was great. Um, it did feel a little rushed, um, you know, in leading up to the episode, everybody kept describing this massive episode. And it was only 44, you know, just under 45 minutes um, in terms of total length. So it wasn't any longer than any of the other episodes. And, um, you know, maybe it could have been. Um, you know, you can definitely understand why the why the production, the post-production work was so important because they had to get all of those walkers in there and they had to get the effects at the end when Carol was standing on the ledge and, and the walkers were falling around her. Like that was that was something that needed to happen. Um, so you can definitely see why that was so important um, going into the episode and why it took so long, you know, why they had to make sure that that was right, because without those scenes, the episode really wouldn't have made sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I think at, at face value, it wasn't, um, I, I think that's kind of the new bar that, that Angela Kang has set where season finales do have an element uh, a cliffhanger element but on the whole they seem to kind of wrap up stories and and give you a sense of 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 uh conclusion um i think one of the more interesting aspects to it um you know was connie's return um it was you know we, we've talked about it on undeadwalking.com we, we've talked about you know would we see virgil again and I think it's interesting that he's the one who finds Connie on the, the side of the road. And, you know, we don't know what her fate is. She doesn't look like she's doing too well. Um, you know, judging by the, the blood on her face, you know, that's, that's fresh blood. And it looks like she's, you know, she's covered in mud and it looks like she's, you know, she's been injured. But enough time has passed since the cave-in to where she wouldn't have fresh blood on her face. So it makes you think that there's something else to it. You know, maybe she got caught in the crossfire of, of a battle or something. Um, so that'll be an interesting story to explore. And it's certainly something that, um, you know, hopefully we get to, we get to see. And, um, you know, obviously it's going to be really hard with getting everybody's schedules together. But, you know, between the bonus episodes, like I think, I think Connie's story would make a fantastic bonus episode. Um, you know, these, these six bonus episodes that we're getting that are character centric and, and focused on safety and, and, um, you know, filming, filming safely during the pandemic, that would be a really interesting one to, to follow. So I think that would be, you know, hopefully we get to see where she's been and we don't have to wait too long because fans have been waiting long enough to see Connie come back. And, um, but I'm actually, I'm actually really glad that she did come back because I, I, personally I just felt like it would be too easy you know when you know that somebody has another project going on um you know like deny Guerrero with uh with Black Panther and and the Marvel movies like you knew that Michonne wasn't going anywhere so you didn't have to worry so much but you did understand why she wasn't available or you know why she wasn't on screen so much why you didn't see Michonne for you know kind of prolonged periods of time and and so the same thing was true with, with Lauren Ridloff, where you knew that she was off filming and, and that was why the, that delay was so important. Um, I would imagine that they actually filmed that scene. You know, it, it's possible they filmed it out of sequence just to, to accommodate her schedule and that they had, um, you know, they had that done much sooner. It's hard to say, but the, you know, the important thing is, is that I think that, that it's good that she's still around because it, it would have been an interesting it would have been interesting if she had died but at the same time I think it would have been too easy and kind of lazy honestly if they if if that's how they they solved that problem and I think having the door open for her is is a good a good move so um so those are kind of my initial thoughts on 
Walking Dead season 10 finale and I can't wait to get those bonus episodes at some point at some point in early 2021 they're going to start work on those soon um so wanted to talk a little bit about World Beyond and like I said we're going to be talking a lot more about this and and we have all kinds of content about it um on undeadwalking.com so if you um you know if you check out the website we've got tons and tons of of speculation and reviews and thoughts but um I'm hoping that, you know, I, I've been looking around and it looks like the feedback of people who watched World Beyond were pleasantly surprised by it. You know, it is a different age group to some extent, but the the action in it is very mature. So, you know, it, it's, not, it, it's not a lighthearted show by any stretch. Um, you know, two of the biggest, the biggest moments in the show, and, and, you know, if you haven't seen it, then you probably don't want to listen beyond this, but... Um, if you have, um, you know, the two of the biggest reveals in the show were that, uh, that Hope as an 11 year old, or, you know, I think she was 11 or no, she was, she was younger than that. She was, uh, she was much younger than that. She was younger than 10, um, actually killed a woman who ended up being the mother of another one of the characters and they haven't connected that yet. So that's going to lead to some drama. But after her mom, you know, she watched her mom get shot by this woman who was pregnant. She picked up the gun and shot her, um, you know, shot her in return. Um, and then at the end of the episode, the CRM, the Civic Republic Military, exterminated an entire community of 9,000 people. And it, it was completely unexpected. Um, this is what I've been alluding to because I, I saw the pilot. I, I was on set back in November and they explained what was going on and how the CRM were were bad people unequivocally bad people and um then i saw the episode in april or march actually i saw the episode in march and i've been thinking about it this whole time and you know and i i i I don't think the trailers i've said this before i don't think the trailers did the show justice because you really don't have a sense of how brutally dark the show was going to be and i think that 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 moment of of seeing what they did to that community the the omaha campus colony wiping them out like that is a huge move but it also really helps to set up the narrative of why there's no turning back you know if if at any point uh the group of 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 teens decides to turn back or if you know when felix and huck reach them and say hey we have to go back if they go back now they will find that their community is gone and they will be, you know, their, their thoughts about what CRM was about are confirmed. But, you know, there were just so many moments, uh, so many, so many questions, you know, the helicopters with the storage containers. We've seen those storage containers before. Um, you know, that's where Jadis lived. She had a really cushy storage container. So does that mean that there's more heapsters out there? Where are the rest of the storage containers? Will we see a storage container in Fear the Walking Dead? Because we've met Isabel. Is Isabel related to Elizabeth? There's so many questions that are that are tied to these to this series, and so much potential for answers. You know, we know that that Hope and Iris's father is in New York somewhere. Um, is Rick there with him? Is it possible? You know, when when uh, Doctor Barrett says that things are going bad. What does that mean? What's happening? And, you know, obviously, like, they were trying to, to, to form a better understanding of, of this virus. You know, 10 years have passed, but they're still working on, on a cure and, and prevention. And to think that they brought together the brightest minds of these communities and then butchered the rest of them like that, it, it seems so strange. So it'll be interesting to see what what comes from this and I'm, I'm really excited for people to see the rest of the episodes play out um and like I said I've I I've seen screeners for the first two episodes the second episode is a lot more character development and so it's it's really interesting in itself and you really get a sense of who these kids are and what their stories are um and then later in this in this season you will see even more that gets I mean it, it's it's dark it's it's there's a lot to take in so I really hope that people give the show a chance because it's definitely worth it and um you know it's 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 something new it's fresh we haven't seen it before and I think that it's it's it'll surprise you 
as it goes on because there's a lot to take in and there's a lot of, of mythology to break down. So, um, so I'm really excited about that. So switching gears, um, you know, we're going to continue that conversation, um, you know, both in podcast form and over on undeadwalking.com. And I've got some really good interviews that will be coming out this week with the casts and we'll be looking ahead to fear the walking dead season six, which arrives on October 11th. So there's a lot to look forward to, but um, switching gears, I did have a chance to talk with Seth Gilliam and Paola Lazaro from The Walking Dead about the episode uh, that aired last night. And so I'm going to kind of run those episodes or run those interviews uh, kind of back to back and um, talk a little bit about them. And um, I, I think it's interesting because I, I we actually, I talked with uh, with Seth about you know, Father Gabriel, I think, was on a lot of people's uh, most likely to die lists. And the fact that he didn't die was was pleasantly surprising for him. And, and, you know, it was it was reassuring in a way. But, you know, a lot of people had him pegged to die a long time ago and he's still alive. So. Um, so, yeah, so it's a fun interview and I really hope you enjoy it. And I will be back uh, after that to talk a little bit more. So. Here we go, interview with Seth Gilliam from The Walking Dead. Hi, Sarah Beth. Hi, Seth. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing very well, and I'm so happy to speak with you. I've never, I've never had the pleasure, so this is, this is quite the honor. Oh, thank you. Sarah Beth, just to jump in for one moment. So he'll have 10 minutes, and this is, gonna, this is a post-mortem, correct? So posting right. after the episode? Great. It, absolutely. Yes. Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so just uh, just jumping right into it, Seth. Um, this episode is just so massive on so many levels. Um, as finales go, it really feels like it's probably one of the most epic finales in the show's history. What was it like when you mm-hmm. first got the script and you were like, when you saw, you know, your role in, in this this massive whisper of war and how it was all playing out and just like just the scope of of what was going to happen in this episode also like what was that like for you it was uh it was really exciting reading the script for the first time it was pretty tense um because i thought with with, uh with the size of it all that we were going to lose a lot of people um me potentially one of them um so it was exciting and uh and 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 and, uh and as i said tense reading it but um you know, I knew that Greg Nicotero was going to be filming it, and he's really good with doing huge episodes, you know, because he pays such uh, great attention to the small details in the middle of all of this huge action and, uh, and story movement stuff. So I knew it was going to be in good hands, so I was just uh, excited to do it. And, and Father Gabriel survives, which is also a bonus. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which, you know, which is always a good thing. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I, I, feel like he, I feel like Father Gabriel was at the top of, like, every single death odds article I've, I've, yeah. I've read. Because it just... Yeah. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> had their, uh, they, they were pushing their, all the chips to the center of the table and Father Gabriel biting it. But, um... <laughs> I think that's what was exciting about it because there is the moment where it's like, you know, okay, this is it. And then, and then the great reveal after that, um, which, which I thought was fantastic for me. It was very exciting to be, uh, you know, in the same scene with Lauren making a spectacular kind of a return, you know? Absolutely. Which is, you know, which is so interesting because it's, you know, when I think back to, when Father Gabriel first appeared on the show, um, you know, it, it, your, mm-hmm. your character arc was has just been so incredible. Be- and when you think of where you started and where you are now, and, yeah. and you yeah. know, and, and seeing Father Gabriel in the middle of of this craziness, you know, getting ready for this battle, but still offering comfort to the children, and you know, being the mm-hmm. optimistic one. I mean, those were things that weren't necessarily there in the beginning that seemed to have come back no. over time along with being like a total badass. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been, it's been a fantastic journey playing Father Gabriel because of the arc that he's been on. Um, and to see some elements uh, of him come back in moments 
where uh, you kind of expect one thing of him, and then you get something else that makes a good deal of sense for him, you know? And it's like, yeah, I can see. I can see him doing that. I can see him doing that. I can see him doing that, too. Um, and when you think about where he started, as opposed to where, where we leave off with him, it's, uh, it's really incredible that there have been so many shifts and so many changes in his, in his methodology. But, in, but, but there's also something very constant in him as well, so that it's believable that this man could go from where we found him on the top of a rock, you know, to in the middle of battle, you know? Right. Right. What do you think the, the biggest turning point for him has been? Cause obviously throughout season 10, there've been these, these really intense scenes and, and he got a lot of heat for thinking people thinking he was the one who let Negan out. And, you know, like there's all these, there, mm-hmm. there's been all these moments and, and it's interesting because like, there's a, a good argument for why he could have let Negan out. Like there, I, I understand the logic yeah. behind it, but I did, you know, it didn't, yeah. it didn't really follow, but it, you know, you could, it was believable, but there, I mean, there were so yeah. many moments, especially over the past two seasons. What do you think the biggest turning point f- for him has been to arrive at the place where he is now or the motivating factor, I guess you could say. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's been any one particular moment, but I, I think, you know, uh, in in my thinking, I I think his scenes with Negan and his relationship with Negan, and trying to see the the inside of how a quote unquote bad person kicks, um, and seeing the humanity inside of them has helped him in some way strengthen himself and fortify himself, you know, in, in his position, which I think gives him a great deal of kind of power. But I don't know if there's any particular moment. I just think that, you know, the accumulation of, of meeting, you know, once or twice a week or whatever it was with this psychopath, you know, who is as charming as hell, um, but, you know, who brutally bludgeons innocent people to death. Um, I, I think helped to help to, to fortify Father Gabriel in some way. Definitely. You know, in, in, I actually had a note to ask you that because I thought that was, you know, given Gabriel's complicated history with Negan and what Negan mm-hmm. ends up doing, you know, that he, it looks like he's kind of taking the, the, the back door to get out of the situation, but he's actually heading right into it, which mm-hmm. Gabriel wouldn't know in that moment, obviously. But, mm-hmm. you know, given that, you know, given that, that Maggie's back and Negan's kind of on this redemptive arc, you know, what, mm-hmm. um, you know, how, like, how does, what, what advice would, do you think that Father Gabriel would give Maggie if she gets upset that he's just out cruising around and not still locked up the way he was supposed to be? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how uh, Gabriel is going to talk uh would be able to talk Maggie off that ledge. Um, <laughs> I think uh, uh, I think that he would appeal to her, her sense of true justice, and in that form, hearing him out, um, and see whether or not you know he can he can lead his case and make a connection with her and leave it in her hands. You know. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's safe to say that he would, uh, that Gabriel would fight side by side with Negan at this point? Like all that he would, you know, with all that Negan's tried to do? I think if they had a common foe, yeah. Um, I don't know if it would be, you know, in, in trying to take on Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah, anyone I don't know wants if to Gabriel's going to throw up a peace sign and be like, I got your back, Negan, go ahead. <laughs> I don't I don't really see that happening, but I think, you know, in a side by side situation against a common foe, like, you know, some some even more psychotic people like the whisperers, you know. Uh I could see it. Sure, why not? So just given the the massive scope of the episode, what was what was the most enjoyable scenes for you to film um, you know, throughout the throughout the the episode or, or looking back on the season what was your what was your favorite gabriel moment from season 10 
Uh, my favorite moment from the entire season or from the from the finale? Um, I'll let you choose because there have been some great ones. I'd love to know what, what yeah, you think. I, I still, uh, I like, and it's a very brief, it's like a, a one-shot scene, but it's uh, Father Gabriel and, and Rosita uh, comforting each other uh, at Dante's funeral pyre. That was a great scene. Yeah, it was, you know, there was no dialogue and uh, no, you know, extreme close-ups or anything else like that. It was just a, a simple scene that I think spoke volumes about their relationship. Definitely, which kind of comes full circle at the end of the finale when he's, you know, putting his coat around her and, yes, you know. I like yes. that. I love that. Well, thank, well, thank you, you so much. This has been such a pleasure, and I'm, I'm so glad that everybody gets to see the episode finally because it's, it's an amazing episode. So great. Thank you, Sarah. Sorry for the, uh, the audio quality on the last pit of that, edit, that interview. Um, one of the unfortunate side effects, or fortunate, I mean, it's fortunate and unfortunate uh, of the post-pandemic. Well, we're not really post-pandemic, are we? We're uh, right in the thick of it. But uh, most of our interviews now are done through Zoom. And in this particular situation, um, AMC had asked if we could do a phone interview. And uh, so the audio kind of gets a little a little funny on Zoom. So I do apologize for that. But um, it was great to hear from Seth. And I want to jump right into my interview with Paola because it's you can see her. She is just a ball of energy and I absolutely adore her. Um, and I cannot wait to um, to see more from Princess. So here is my interview with Paola. Paola, how are you? Um, I'm good. How are you, Sarah Beth? I'm doing great. It's so awesome to talk to you again. Because um, the last time yeah. we talked, we like nobody knew that you were going to be in the episode. So we, it wasn't something that, you know, like we didn't know. And now it's like everybody's in love with Princess. And I love all of the Princess love. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Because when we spoke, I think it was it uh, March. Yeah, no. it was it was and, all the way back yeah. in March. <laughs> oh, my God. It feels like a lifetime, right? <laughs> I know it's like a whole new world out there. It's crazy. I know. It's crazy. It really and, and it's, it's so funny because in a way I feel like the walking dead was like all of our therapy and then it got postponed and then everybody's just been sitting here. Like, what do we do? What do we do? I know. Um, yes. Uh, but I think, I think the the finale. So we, when we're releasing this, is after the finale, right? Yes, yes. So no spoilers. Sorry. We uh, we we can talk spoilers because we're not going to release it until everybody's seen it. Even though I think half the world has seen it at this point. <laughs> I know, right? I, I got on Instagram and and it was a you know a bunch of like clips and I was like, because ah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> No, I'm gonna see it this Sunday, but um, but yeah, it's a, it's a. I think it was worth the wait, definitely. Um, it's such an exciting episode, and and just leaves us with just so much to look forward to, and and so many questions as to what's gonna happen, which is so exciting. Oh yeah, definitely, and and you know the thing that I, the thing that I really love about it is that it's it's like the most perfect episode I can think of. Like it has so much in it and it makes you laugh and it makes you cry and it makes you, you know, it just scares you. And it, there's just, there's so right. many incredible moments. And it's just, it's such a great, a great way to wrap up this season after everything that it's taken to get here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And after everything we're going through, in the world, it's good to see something so exciting and, and to kind of, you know, have this bit of entertainment with, you know, uh, help us pass the time with everything oh, that's going on with the pandemic. Sure. For sure. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because when we talked last, we were talking about how Princess had been off on her own for so long. 
And then we right. all went into quarantine and then we all kind of got a hit, a, a, a feel for what it was kind of like to be princess. And so I feel, you know, cause one of the things I wanted to, to ask you was, you know, what I love about the way that the princess is in 1016, like the way she, it feels like she's been with this group forever because she just kind of fits in. Like she's one of those people that you, once you meet them, you know, like there's people in life where you meet them and then you feel like you've known them forever. Right, and she's right. so natural in this episode, but she's also, it, it kind of reminds me of like when we first got the all clear, like everybody, you know, some people still haven't, but like people who have been in their houses for a long period of time, and then they go out into the world and they're just like, hi, I'm here. I want to join you and whatever you're doing. And that's kind of her too. Like she's just there and she's just along for the ride. Like she is just so excited to be there. Um, you know, what is that? I, I go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say like, what, what has that been like for you to like thinking about that? Like, you know, cause I'm thinking specifically of that, you know, when they're, when they're on the side of the road and they're like, we're not going to make it, we're not going to do it. And, you know, and she's just like, she's just there. She's just like happy to be there, even though it's not right. the best moment, but you know, she's just happy to be there. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I think it's, it's crazy how, um, how similar it is in a way, uh, how similar meeting the character is, um, in a way with like how we're, what we're dealing with right now as a, as a world and, um, quarantine and, uh, and the similarities and the excitement, you know, I, I laugh because, Every time I talk to my manager, um, even over the phone, I get so excited to talk to her. And I'm like, oh, my God, you called. Like, any human contact is, like, um, she's also amazing. But any human contact is, like, so exciting to me right now. And and I think Princess, in a way, feels the same, you know. Um, she, she just takes whatever comes, um, whatever the world throws at her. Um, because she has company now and she has people to talk to and, and to enjoy and, and share with. And I think that's why she is able to, to kind of like sneak in there and kind of be part of that family because she so wants to be part of a family. Right. You know, and you really see that protective nature come out in this episode where, you know, like, like everybody's, dealing with some really extreme emotions you know trying to get to this this rendezvous with stephanie and everything just keeps getting in the way but she's you know she's you can tell that she cares she has no she has no stake in this at all like there's nothing right other than being with people like there's really nothing keeping her with this group and yet she's almost more invested than anybody else like she wants the mission to keep going too um yeah. You know, that, and, and so I love that bond that you have with, um, you know, the, the, the princess has with Yumiko and Eugene and Ezekiel, because you really get that. I mean, it feels like a family unit already. Right. And I think, I think that's a testament to uh, princess's huge heart. Like, I think she's the type of friend. I don't know if you have people like this in your life, but I think she's the type of friend who would take a bullet for somebody like, um, like the type of friend who puts, or the type of person who puts others, others first. Um, and, uh, and I think it shows like how big her heart is and how much she actually cares about those around her. And maybe, you know, that gets her hurt, you know, that breaks her heart sometimes caring so much, but I think you, you can see that in the way she melds with the group, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, just, you know, going, go going back to, or I was going to say, going back to her, uh, you know, your debut episode when Yumiko embraces, you know, it says, you know, you can come with us. And, and right. that was like the biggest, um, you know, that, that gave her that sense of like, wow, like if I can win her over, you know, like now <laughs> I've really, I've really done it. <laughs> Right, right. Well, the thing is, now I have to win Daryl and and Carol and all those people over. <laughs> and I, you know, um, 
I said this before, but my favorite character is Carol, and uh, I'm, I'm just excited for them to meet someday, hopefully. Yeah, no, it's I, it, it's so funny because there aren't many characters like Princess in The Walking Dead right now. It seems like everybody's by now has had a chance to meet everybody else, and so right. it's really fun to think about all of the <laughs> ways that those meetings can go because. You know, when I think of Carol meeting Ezekiel, for example, like that was that was such a memorable. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I think it was in that moment in the theater, right? Yeah, yeah. With it was <laughs> they, they walked. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I remember that episode so vividly because it's like, as fans, we know we have met the two worlds, and we're like, what the heck is it gonna be like when these two worlds collide? Um, and, and I think that's a part of what is so exciting about this show is is all the worlds that we get to meet, you know, and all the different realities of the apocalypse and then colliding together. <laughs> There's I, I definitely I, I can think of so many possibilities and I cannot wait to see how those interactions go, because that's just going to be so much fun to uh, to see yes. more of those interactions with with Princess, because she is just such a phenomenal character and she's like I, I feel like she's the character we need right now like we all need princess right now because she is so representative of all of us at this point so <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I think her excitement with like being introduced into a world and it's similar to our excitement hopefully when when all of this ends and we can actually all be together again safely yeah <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So speaking of new people, um, Princess actually does get to meet some new people, but not in the most desirable way at the end of the episode. Right. And it's funny because, you know, she was living this life in the city and she was building her little um, dioramas with the people and like, you know, she had, a right. good, she had a, a pretty good life, even though she was living by herself. And now within just the span of a couple days, Everything is, you know, yeah. changed, and now she's in a really precarious, you know, dangerous situation. That's got to be kind of, I mean, it's, it, it, ha it must be so thrilling for you to be in the middle of that as an actor, knowing what you get to do. Because I, you know, obviously we have no definitely, idea. Definitely, definitely. But that's got to be so much fun, just, just knowing that you're experiencing so many different things in a relatively short period yeah. of time. Absolutely, and and I think. You know, it's dangerous, too, because she's so wild. So, you know, to be to be cornered by people, by these troopers, um, you know, who knows what she'll come up with, like with her wild side. And, and if she feels trapped, like how she reacts to things, um, you know, that's exciting to think about. Yeah, because that's that's a, such an important theme, kind of in The Walking Dead. Like, there's there's personal survival, and then there's group survival. And the moment you know, right. it's easier to survive when you're by yourself because you just do what you have to do. But now the stakes are a little different because she has friends that she cares about, right. you know, and so that kind of changes the the power dynamic because. You know, I mean, which is funny because just a few days prior, she would have, you know, she was kind of, she had her gun out and was like, you know, either you're good or you're bad. And I'm going to be like, who knows? How yeah, yeah, yeah. You. But now she's, now she's standing with those same people facing a new so threat. She has to, yeah. So perhaps, you know, she has to maybe learn how to, how to be with people again, you know, as we all do yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah, it's it's oh so God. true but it's such a you right. know, such an iconic moment I mean you know you think about and it's funny because you're 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 tied to those moments like your appearance everybody can hold up that comic cover and say this is princess and then they see Paula and they say Paula is princess like you have embodied that <laughs> so beautifully oh and, thank you so much Sarah Beth I really appreciate that Oh, you're welcome. Cause you've just, it's just been so delightful to see. And then, and now like the little glimpse of the, of the troopers, like anyone who's ever seen that comic book cover 
like I know what's about to happen. Like I know, or, you know, I know what happens in the comics. And so you've been part of these massive moments in the story. And again, it's just been such a short period of time, but it's just a great right. time to be part of a great time to show up. Oh, I'm, I'm so thankful at, to be part of it. And, and, you know, I fell in love. I think everybody knows already, but I fell in love with that character as soon as I read the audition and, and I gave it my all and worked so hard um, and work hard for it still to this day. And um, just, I just, love this character and I love her heart and her, her vulnerability and uh, I'm just very excited to be a part of this family for sure for sure speaking of family I really really loved the um you know it's a bummer we can't nobody can get together for conventions right now but it was right. so cool I mean because that's like such a huge part of the, the Walking Dead family like everybody gets together and they they see each other and, and see the cast and it's you know it's such a frenetic uh, you know the the energy in those those big conf, you know convention halls are just is just overwhelming especially San Diego Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Right, I really I've never loved, been to a Comic Con as I a see that, or as a panelist. I've oh never been so I'm excited to hopefully <laughs> maybe someday. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You have to, we have to, uh, that has to happen because you just, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> it is incredible, but I really love, oh, I can't that. imagine. I, I really loved the fact that you guys were able to come together and they had all three of the casts, which is something that, that usually can't happen because everybody's filming. It's, it's very rare to right. have everybody in the same spot. So as a newcomer to the, to the series, what was that like getting to kind of virtually meet some of the people from the other series and people maybe that you hadn't, met from from the walking dead yet um it was awesome like i'm i'm just it was everybody's just so nice like it's it's incredible to me that that everybody's just so nice and so cool and something i love about the cast um throughout the twd universe is that everybody's so down to earth and and kind and just welcoming to one another um which makes it really feel like a family and and it was just exciting to get to meet them and you know I got excited when I got to meet um Morgan I mean Morgan uh what's his name Lenny Lenny J- Lenny J- um, yeah it's so hard sometimes I get confused with the characters and the <laughs> names but you know as a fan of the show um you know getting to meet him even if it was virtual was like oh that's awesome I was so excited I was like a little seven-year-old kid like just excited to to get to interact with these people and and you know and hopefully in conventions in the future we can do this with the fans and and really have that feeling of family all of us together again you know oh for sure for sure now given that uh, you've said that you've you're excited for for Princess to meet Carol, obviously, and, and other members of of the Walking Dead. Now that you've you know thinking about the greater Walking Dead universe and and Fear the Walking Dead and now World Beyond, like have you have you yes. ever kind of imagined like if you could have? Because it, it's interesting because it now we have you know like not that we know anything about tales of the walking dead but you know we have these new series coming where they're exploring all of these different you know there's there it's basically possibilities are endless but if you if, if paula right. could come up with a, a scenario where princess was able to to team up with another person or another group of people from any of the other shows or the comics or the games mm. who would you want to see princess team up with I mean, you know, uh, you've probably read the comics, right, Sarah? I've yeah, I've, I'm almost yeah, I've read almost all of them at this point. Okay. Well, um, I I would want to meet the character of Mercer, who Ooh. then you know in the comic books becomes my love interest. Um, I just think that relationship is interesting, um, and and it's exciting to me and to see princesses that side of princess, but um. Let me think. If I were to team up with other, hmm. Okay, who would I want to team up with? Ooh, this is hard. 
I mean, I I would love, I mean, to team up with Michonne. Like, like <laughs> it oh, would be geez. so cool. I mean, you know, but Michonne would, like, be so mad at me because I'm so wild. <laughs> but she's so strong that maybe, like, we can, I can learn from her. And, um, but yeah, I would love to team up with her. That would be amazing. Oh, that would be so fantastic. I would love that. <laughs> that would and, and it's so fun to think of because now there's these you know these all of these possibilities and nothing is impossible anymore I mean, you never know what could right. happen and right. you know so there's there's something really exciting it's about so that exciting. absolutely I'm super excited and and uh, the writers um and the producers they're so brilliant and and love this show so much and this universe that you know you can tell that these writers put their heart and soul into it. And so that makes it even that much more exciting that, you know, that who knows what is going to happen. And, and they have the same love for the show that we do. So it's exciting to think about the possibilities. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that reminds me. So now, you know, after it's been months and months and those writers have been, have been writing like crazy because right, they right. haven't you know they've been working hard um are you excited to you know I, I know there have been discussions about getting back to work and and you know being safe and everything are you excited to uh to start filming again at some point I don't know yes. what the actual timetable is but <laughs> are you excited to get back to it to the other apocalypse I am I am so excited I so excited I miss people I miss community um, I miss working. Um, I miss my sofa, <laughs> the jacket I get to wear. <laughs> um, I miss, and I miss the family, you know, the community and, and us creating together and having so much love for this, for creating this, this show and so much respect for it too. Um, so I'm super excited. <laughs> That's so cool. You know, it, it, I feel like, you know, sometimes people, you know, I, I haven't seen it in the Walking Dead universe. You know, everybody who's on the show just absolutely loves it and has so many nice things to say about each other. But I feel like right. actors are really invested in getting back to work and, and that you won't, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of how to, how to phrase this, but like getting back to work is going to mean so much more given that everything has changed. So I feel like these episodes that right. are going to be coming are going to be even more special than what could have right. been even though the scripts were already written you know like if they had filmed normal and nothing had happened they'd they'd be just I mean they'd be awesome but they'd just be episodes but I feel like there's so much more invested in these new episodes this season you know you're absolutely coming. right and that's you're absolutely be something... right because it, it brings you know with everything that's gone on in the past few months it, it brings an added layer um, um, of so, so many added layers um, but I think I think yes they're, it's going to have that not that pain but like yeah we have felt pain as a, as a, as a world with the loss so many loss so much loss of life and, and um, illness and so I think it will be very special I think you're absolutely right, Sarah Beth, and I hadn't really thought about it like that, but I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I know. I know it's it's uh, it's hard to think of, but it's like you know, because obviously, like the news mm -hmm. that the show is ending, even though it's not ending right. for a couple of years, but like that hit everybody really hard. So it's like this is going to be the last season finale, like basically the last season finale, because right. the next one will be the series finale. Like I don't know if ah. we count. Like, I don't know if we count those six episodes. Like, I, we're, we're all still trying to figure out the, the language, you know? Like, what are those six episodes? Is it 10C? Is it bonus? Like, we don't, we don't know what to call them. So, like, will they have a finale? I don't know. But, like, technically, like, if season 11 is I don't end, know either. Then, like, it kind of messes with your head. And, and as a fan, like, we're just, like, because I'm a huge fan. I, I know I'm supposed to be biased, unbiased, but I'm biased. I'm a fan. 
I'm not, I'm going to admit it. Like, (laughs) of course I'm a fan. And like, I'm like, I'm like struggling with that. Like, oh my gosh, like this could be the last, like, this is the last season finale. Like this is, this is a big episode. Right. Right. And so everything that comes after this is going to be just even that more special, like that much more special because of everything that's happened. And because it's the last, like the last episodes like 30 episodes isn't that oh I can't even think about that but (laughs) but absolutely you're you're right and I think we're gonna put that much more into it and passion into it because we know we know that you know the end is near um so I think they're gonna be very special and I'm super excited to to get working on those and to be back with them um yeah, I think we have a lot to look forward to. Is there anything, Paula, you're so wonderful with your fans. Is there anything you'd like to say to your fans, um, you know, about this journey that you've been on and, and you know, getting back and, and letting and the fans finally seeing this episode that they've been waiting for so much and seeing Princess again? <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to, to say to the to the fans? Um, oh, this, that's hard. Um, <laughs> no, the, the only thing that I would say is just thank you for the support that's that's what I would say um thank you for the support yeah awesome I really appreciate it (laughs) well we appreciate you and thank you so much for taking the time today and and just congratulations on the episode and I can't wait I cannot wait you'll have to you'll have to uh I'll I'll, I can't wait to see on Twitter to see what you think of it after you finally get to watch it because yeah so good Thank you so much, Sarah Beth. Thank you for your time. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Paula. All right. So that concludes my interviews with Seth Gilliam and Paola Lazaro. And I want to thank them for joining me on the podcast this week. Um, Next week, we're going to have a whole bunch of World Beyond and Fear the Walking Dead content um, from a variety of cast members. And, um, you know, as always, you can look at or go to undeadwalking.com for even more interviews and exclusive content. Um, it's It's been a weird, it's been a weird year, obviously, because, um, you know, we have a lot of stuff that was recorded before the pandemic started and so there's we have a lot of previews and just really interesting stuff that um, we haven't been able to use because we had to wait until the episodes air so um, so there's a lot we have a lot of stuff to share with you and um, Adam and I really appreciate um, your support and um, you know that, that you continue to follow us on this podcast journey so um, as always just please you know leave a review um, you know, send us comments, questions, and, um, you know, we really appreciate it. And I can't tell you enough how much it helps us to grow, um, and to be able to bring you more content, um, because of your support. So the more support we get, the, the easier it is for us to bring stuff to you and, um, to continue to do that. So thank you so much. Um, so for now I'm going to cut, I'm going to cut this short, uh, so we don't, <laughs> we don't end up hitting an hour because I try to keep it under an hour. Um, but, uh, we will be back with more content this week. So keep an eye on that. So for now, I just want to uh, remind everybody to stay safe, wash your hands and watch out for those walkers. Thanks a lot, everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.